So I, uh, yeah, I want to talk um, specifically about um, Isaac, Isaac and Rebecca, Jacob and Rachel, um, and Moses and Zipporah, people from the Old Testament. But before I talk about them, um, I just need to share, like, this gospel is so beautiful. It is one of my favorites, and I, I feel like I say that about every gospel. That's my favorite, but this literally is so good, and it's, it is one of my favorites. And if your eye, it's a long gospel, so if your eyes glazed over a bit, it's okay. We have one hour lack of sleep. And just to summarize, this is basically Jesus's, um, his pursuit and true love of us with this encounter with this woman, the Samaritan woman at the well. Um, here is Jesus who, who looks at her, who sees her in her shame. Um, and Jesus, is, he's not scandalized by her shame. He's not scandalized. He's not stopped by it. That here's this woman who has had five husbands. And here is Jesus who is saying, yeah, I know your shame. I know why you're here in the middle of the day when no one goes to the well. And Jesus is not scandalized by it. He actually names her shame. That yeah, Jesus is not scandalized. He's not stopped. It's kind of like, uh, I know a lot of us, where you guys are at UIC, so you're probably going to be farmers one day, agriculture. Um, and uh, like an example would be like a farmer in a field who is, I mean, he is getting ready to reap his crops and he sees weeds in the field. He doesn't get scandalized by the weeds in the field and decide to, you know, I'm giving up. I'm being a farmer. This is too intense for me. That he just takes those weeds and plucks them out. He's not scandalized by what is not supposed to be there. And Jesus, in our own shame, when he names it, Jesus, in our own sins, when he sees them, he's not stopped. He's not scandalized. But he moves, he moves closer. He pursues us. He gets closer to us. And then what happens? He sees this woman, not scandalized by her shame, and then he's also not approving of it. That he does not approve of what this woman has done or is doing. Doesn't approve of it. I think a lot of the times, sometimes, maybe we can see Jesus as just being like, just very nice and saying, you know what, you do you. You do you. I hate that phrase, by the way. I'm not a big fan of that phrase. Like, you do you. How about you just go jump off a cliff or whatever? No, sorry. That's mean. You do you. What does that mean? Like, I'm just going to, I'm just going to do whatever I want. Jesus says, you know what? It's okay. Do whatever you want. It doesn't matter. It's okay. But he doesn't do that. He doesn't approve of what she's doing, but he draws her closer to holiness. He calls her to greatness. He calls her to himself. They actually pursues in her, in her worst. That's why I love the second reading today where St. Paul is like, even when in the midst of when we were sinners, Jesus died for us. In the midst of our worst, God proved himself by dying for us. That's the most incredible thing. That's the gospel in our worst, not at our best. That's why I hate the movie Rudy. Have you guys ever seen that movie, Rudy? It's an amazing movie. Actually, yeah, I have a love-hate relationship with Rudy, but it's basically a story about this man who all he wants to do is he wants to play at the, on the Notre Dame football team. Like, he wants to get into Notre Dame. He wants to be a football player. He's not that, you know, big or swole or whatever, but he just, like, has this desire. All he wants to do, get into Notre Dame and play on the football team. And the whole, this whole movie is about him getting to that point. But like during the movie, there's this relationship that he has with his dad that is very unhealthy. That throughout the, at the beginning of the movie, throughout, the father is not approving of what Rudy is doing. Doesn't think that he has what it takes. 
is always not affirming him, but like putting him down. And the whole movie, his dad is just not approving, not thinking that he's worth anything. And then what happens is you have a lot of, you know, montages where yeah, Rudy is uh, studying like crazy, trying to get into Notre Dame, kind of failing, goes to the like, Lord's Grotto, prays to Mary, you know, does all these things and finally gets into Notre Dame. Once he gets into Notre Dame, he joins the team. No one takes him seriously. He's playing and practicing and doing all that just to get into the game. He's never in the game until the last game of this last season of the last, like his senior year the coach lets him onto the field. And so he gets onto the field. Every, you know, everyone is like worried that he's going to get killed because he's a small guy. But then right at, at one point, he makes this incredible tackle. And everyone just starts shouting out, Rudy, Rudy. And everyone's excited. And everyone's like cheering his name. And then his dad gets up. And you see the, it zooms in on his dad. And his dad is like crying and saying, that's my son. That's my boy. I'm so proud of him. That's my, that's my boy. And it sucks. Because what? This dad, throughout the whole movie, completely disapproving of him. Completely just putting him down. Never affirming him. But then at Rudy's best, his dad claims him. When he does awesome stuff, his dad says, now that's my boy. Your father in heaven, at your very lowest and in the midst of your shame, in the midst of maybe the sin that you're most shameful of, that's when God the Father claims you. And that's where Jesus Christ says to you, come to me. I have the source of living water. Come to me and be close to me. That is when the Father claims you as a son, claims you as a daughter at your worst. That's the love of the Father. That's the love of Jesus Christ. I mentioned the names at the beginning. Um, Moses and Zipporah, Jacob and Rachel, and Isaac and Rebekah. They were all married, Old Testament figures. They all met at a well. They all met at a well, just as Jesus was meeting this woman at a well. Here is this moment where when the apostles saw what was going on, who knew the scriptures, who knew the Old Testament, how John writes about it in the gospel today, who knew the Jewish customs, this was a proposal by Jesus Christ. A proposal of love, a proposal to all of us, that this is the lengths that Jesus goes to pursue us and to love us. That is the bridegroom proposing his love for his bride us, the church. So that is the beauty of the Mass. We're about to celebrate the holy sacrifice where Jesus literally gives us his body. So when you come up for communion, this is Christ's proposal to us. Just simply, this is my body, will you? And so to really ask from the depths of your heart, if we are coming to the well for living water, what is our response?